0: To you by the DraftKings sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe to our podcast, you I am obviously not Liam Merrill, I am what I call it, E B U P H, the Emergency Backup Podcast Host, joined by Petey and Craig as normal. How are you guys doing? It's you know what?
1: Better than Leah <laughs> Merrill. Exactly. And this is just the way playoffs should be. Next man up. next, like, man, next man, up. man up. Louis Domingue. Louis Domingue, yeah.
0: Next man up. Yeah. Uh, we actually do have an, an injury report um, fra- for Leah Merrill um, day-to-day with an upper body injury. Um, <laughs> so I have to imagine that hopefully by Monday, don't want to speculate, don't never speculate never about spec injuries, injuries. Yeah. but hopefully by Monday she's... Back
2: in this seat. You know, and, and in the interest of health privacy, when we want to let Leah disclose the injury herself yeah. when she feels comfortable talking yeah, that's about what, it. We'll that's have a we story just... at some point about but she's fine, and all
1: that. <laughs> she's fine. She's fine. Yeah, people Leah's worry too okay. okay.
2: much. She is fine, just wasn't able to get here
1: today. So,
0: Yeah, but otherwise. Graciously, like, Sean jumped in, and here we go. Let's go. Doing my, do what I do. <laughs> like you said, next man up. He's fired up. I am fired <laughs> up. <laughs> There's Leah Merrill.
1: She's good enough to be here. Look at that. So she's here. That's a, that's a battle. Well, yeah. are, are you typing with one hand? That's on I guess. just <laughs> like, I guess that's just just one like one hockey, one. right? That's a hockey player. You just keep going.
0: Yeah. Okay, streak. Gary, you work. I guess, yeah, I guess the Iron Man streak has been, well, I guess she didn't have much of an Iron Man streak because I was here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But yeah, her Iron Man streak's at like three. Yeah. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> My, very, I mean, mine's it's at zero not now. Not very mine's impressive. <sighs> um, We'll start off with uh, a little bit of. I guess arena news, because we know we all, we all, all <laughs> love arena news again. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you got for us? Craig? Well, it's, I mean, it wasn't
2: that big a deal. Yeah. There were some, there were some tidbits within the story that I had. The coyotes deal with the, with ASU to use their multipurpose facility for the next three years and maybe longer was official as of yesterday. And that's not to say that. And I talked to Morgan Olson, the CFO for ASU. It's not to say that there were issues it was really about working through attorneys, the legal process, which in America means a lot of paperwork <laughs> and a lot of time and probably a lot of billable hours. Um, but they finally got it done. Um, and I, I talked to Morgan at length uh, about some key things. I know people are like, well, if this falls through, or is there an opt out if the Tempe thing falls through? Morgan Olson told me, look. <laughs> Anything's probably negotiable, but that never even came up. That was never even a point of discussion. That they're opting out of the arena. No, neither of us ever talked about it. And there's nothing in this deal that addresses that. So that's one key point. I, I take take that as as you will. I think I think the Coyotes ownership group has shown that they're committed to this market for. As long as they can, they can finally find a or find a viable path forward with an arena. They're going to keep working at that. They want to be here. Clearly, sports betting is a big part of that for Alex Morello. It can it can produce a lot of revenue for him. So this is a big deal to them, and they're going to keep working at this. The other key point in this story, though, and and I keep hearing this narrative: the Coyotes are going to have to start twenty five straight games on the road because the arena is not going to be ready. Their annex isn't going to be ready. You know, they're building those team spaces that have to be up to NHL standards because they can't use ASUs for NCAA compliance reasons. Way back in March, Javier told me, Javier Gutierrez, the team CEO and president, that they're probably going to be able to use the community rink, that ASU was okay with that. Well, I confirmed that with Morgan Olsen. I confirmed it with Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly as well. That's what they're going to do. They're going to set up temporary team areas in the community rink. And Morgan said, look, we can do this as long as it doesn't go a long period of time. The annex is still scheduled to be finished in December and I did speak to a league official who said that right now in one of the iterations of the schedule, they've got three games scheduled there in October. So it looks like the Coyotes will be playing at ASU right off the hop.
0: And we were talking about it a little bit before the show, but I mean, that's the October thing is not necessarily news, I guess, because it's kind of what you you at least knew, um, <laughs> but like how important is it that they're not playing like 23 straight road I games? I think is a better person to answer yeah, that yeah, question. Yeah, I think
1: first. you can see that. Like what could happen to the Islanders this year? How many games they had to start off on the road and all of a sudden you're out of the playoffs before you even play a home game. And that's a concern. It's hard. You want to be able to play at home. I mean, travel is hard and wears on people and it's, you know, wears on families and mentally it's hard. And so, yeah, you want to play at home. I think that's a big deal that they'll get to play games in October. I yep. do. Do I do I think that vaults them into a playoff spot next <laughs> no, year? And that's the not theme even the show, right? Let's be honest. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that that helps them solidify a playoff spot. But but I think it's just better for everyone. It's better for the hockey community to get on the map, get playing. Yep.
2: Chris in the new building, building. Let's green. get going. Even if the setup, there, there's no way that that setup can be a great setup. Ideal, no, <laughs> no, no, not far from ideal, no. So um, that organization, particularly the players, the coaches. The training staff—they're gonna to have to have. I can't imagine a lot being a member of that training staff right now. No, nope. like you've got to
1: like you think what it takes to move out of your house. Like they've been in this house for almost twenty years. They've got twenty years of stuff, and think of all the stuff that goes with a hockey team and the moving trucks. And like this is gonna be a pain in the ass yeah. to get all that stuff out. Is the P.D. shelf still there? <sighs> I don't know what's all still. I'm. Sh- I swear there's stuff that's of mine so I'm sure there's stuff of mine like so I don't know if you've ever been let go. It's not like you think, oh, I gotta get this knickknack, that thing out of the drawers. It's like I gotta get the hell out of here. So <laughs> I'm not so sure that there aren't some things that
2: are gonna be left behind. Buddy, I've worked in media for a quarter century. I've been let go a lot.
1: Yeah. Fair <laughs> point. <laughs> fair point. So who knows? I'm sure there'll be pieces of PD left behind in
0: the Pieces Arena. of, pieces I of, like of PD. I know I thought of that because I'm watching a show pieces of her,
1: Netflix. Never mind.
0: I digress. <laughs> well uh, one of the players that might potentially be playing in this new the new well yeah the new ASU arena um you reported it earlier but it the Coyotes officially announced it shortly before we went live um they signed forward Milos Kellerman right Milos Kellerman to a two-year ELC he's 22 years old and nine goals and 12 points um thoughts on that yeah who knows at this point right haven't haven't seen him play live haven't
2: seen him play on film so I have no idea I reached out to his uh, sports director in the Czech Republic, who just happens to be redeemed for Bata, played with the Coyotes <laughs> for a very long time. So Furby gave me a little insight on him, you know, likes his compete level. He's physical, big kid, um, really goes hard to the net, um, says he needs to work on his puck skills. He's, he's a he's a development project, probably. Yeah, but he, he, Furby thinks that there's there's some real potential he could be an interesting player. So he's a
1: the so. guy they'll get a free look at. They'll put him on Tucson, see what he can do, see how he fits in. You take a chance, right? Yeah. See, especially a big body kid that fits into what Bill Armstrong's trying to do.
0: So he might as well. Well, obviously the reason that we are, I guess, not the reason we're here today, but the big topic of the day, obviously the the NHL playoffs have been raging on. And we wanted to take a look at kind of Coyotes past and present, mostly past. um, And y'all developed your all-time Coyotes playoff rosters. Um, so we'll start with the forwards as we go over these, but who wants to go first? We made Leah do this too. And yeah. Do you want it? You want me to go over Leah's first? Sure. Yes. Right. So let's pull up Leah's. So, so just but to let's be clear. Caveat,
1: let's do some caveats. Oh, we're doing to, the whole thing. Here we go. Let's do some caveats on what happened here and what, what this came to. So this is, this is a list of people that if you had to build a coyote playoff team, this isn't the top 20 players that ever played here. That's not what the point was. This is a playoff team. And, and, for some of the rules we had, we had Brett Hall, for example, who one of the top players and goal scorers to ever play in the National Hockey League who also played games here. We are taking into account what those players were at their peak of coyotedom, how they played in Arizona. So players like Brett Hall, you probably will not see on this list. It's how they played here in Arizona. And some of them, hopefully, maybe there's some surprises because I think the, the assignment was to build a team. Yeah, wasn't the twenty best players build a team that can compete in the playoffs?
2: And we've seen what playoff hockey can be like. So make sure you got the right pieces. All right, you can throw mine up, and I'll talk through it fast. I won't. I won't spend too much time on this. Go for it. And then we'll go to, go to Petey's. All right, I think the f- first line is pretty clear um, when we're talking about a top line that you want. Shane Doan is all all time playoff points leader in Coyotes history. It's kind of a depressing history. He only has twenty eight playoff points, but Jeremy Roenick. Clearly the best center that's ever played here. Keith Kachuk, clearly the best left wing. I want to put those guys together. I want, I want them creating some magic out there. Then on the second line, you know, and Petey, we talked about this a little bit. Like, it's it's about the player, who the player was when he was here. And I know Daniel Breyer went on to the best parts of his career, unfortunately, after he left Arizona. We can relive that horrible trade. But I thought he did enough to still play on the second line, give, give them a skilled look with, with uh, Clayton Keller on the right side, and then a guy to clear space, open things up, go to the net. Who better than Rick Tockett? <laughs> wait, as- wait, we're going to stop. You're <laughs> putting Rick Tockett and Clayton
1: Keller oh, gotta- on a line together. <laughs> yes. So I hope we can erase future history, and we're just thinking of those two as players. <laughs> I'm not so you – know, anyway, I digress. <laughs> All right. I like it. I'm just saying there's been some – because he coached them. Yep. And so, anyway.
2: Uh, I like it. it, I think it could help him as a line mate. I think he'd help both of those guys create space. Can you
1: imagine? Because Rick, Rick talk, considers himself a guy like he's holds his line mates very, very accountable, accountable in no uncertain terms. And I imagine a player like Clayton Keller, if he doesn't get to the net hard, if he doesn't get into the corner hard, he doesn't compete or block a shot. I imagine his line mate will probably let him know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for my third line, I just left the guys together that made magic in 2011-12. That was was the best line on the best, probably the best, the most accomplished team in Coyotes history, you can argue. 2009-10, they had more points. But this team went to the Western Conference Final. Redeemer bot had 35 goals that year. Uh, Ray Whitney had 77 points, and Marty was the guy doing all the dirty work, didn't produce a lot of offense, but that line was magic together in the postseason, too, at least early on until they faced L.A., So I'm going to keep them together. And then my fourth line, I mean, and I've got some extras, as you can see on the left, and I I like to have extras be centers because they're versatile players. So that's why I've got Antoine Vermette, Boyd Gordon, to block, whatever shot is coming his way, even called him Bones, and Cliff Ronning. So three centers in reserve. But my fourth line, Damon Lankow, who was an underrated player for much of his career, Dally Drake, who played with an edge. And then on left wing, people may be surprised to see Rafi Torres as my fourth line left wing. But he is here for one reason, to put the fear of God in opponents. Because that's what he does when he's on the ice. He was a terrifying player. Your head was always on a swivel when Rafi Torres was on the
1: ice. And you see that now in the playoffs right now. Whether it's Tom Wilson or Reeves in New York, when they're on the ice, guys are looking. And if you if you have to think for a fraction of a second that you might be hit or you might approach a puck differently, that might be all it takes to create a turnover. That split second of doubt that something badly could happen to me, I need to make a different decision, could change the complexity of the game. Or what if they make a big hit? And I'm not getting into the whole Chicago hit. We're not here to debate that hit today with Rafi Torres. Rafi Torres provides that physical element. He provides the fear. And I'll tell you what, and, this, and I'm sure he's tuned in and listening today because everybody knows Rafi's <laughs> listening. He put a little fear in his own teammates because, quite honestly, you never knew where the hell Rafi was going. You didn't know which direction he was going. You don't know what's going on. So his own teammates better have their head up, too, because he's he's physical. He's And you know what? He skates extremely well for a yes. big, physical, strong guy. Yes. And he gets some momentum going. You better have your head up. And he has hit teammates before, not intentionally, just kind of get in the way. So he would... He's a guy in the playoffs, and you go back to 2012 when he gets suspended for 25 games. If he plays in that series against L.A., revisionist history, I know, is Dustin Brown the same player? Does Dustin Brown play the same role in that 2012 series if Rafi Torres is there to go, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hold you accountable. We're not going to play like that in this series. And if we are going to play like that, uh, next guy ups Kopitar, and I'm on the ice to Kopitar, might just run him through the glass. Yep. So I, I think that might have, again, there, there's no way you can replay the series. Different element, different player,
2: maybe a different series. Yeah, they definitely missed him. By the way, he put fear in reporters, too, when you talk to him. So it wasn't just confined to <laughs> the team space. Because there's that, Rafi would have that look in his eye sometimes where you're wondering, hey, are you about to snap on me here. Should I take a step <laughs> back here? So, yeah, he's a terrifying player. What do we want to do here? Do we want to go to PDS forwards? We'll go to PDS. Well, can,
1: uh, can we see your – I didn't see your
2: extras. Can we go back and see well, your we're, extras? We're, oh, yeah. I what can, I your goalies? I can just tell you. We're just doing forwards right now. Oh, we're just doing our forwards right My now? extras at forward were Antoine Vermette, who was a great trade deadline acquisition. Uh, Boyd Gordon, as I said, who never met a shot he didn't want to block. And Cliff Ronning, played in the earlier era at America West Arena, but was a, an underrated player, terrific player, a versatile player. So He was, nice. and, he, and, he, and you went all centerman on that. Uh, my forwards –
1: he did. Looks- on my forwards, and it may be absolutely redundant, I sit there and I, I look at that top line, and you have to remember, like... We're going to put up your... your yeah, yeah we pull can pull go to PD's. me. We'll go. I was the same. Kachuk, Ronick Doan. But you got to think of Shane Doan, not the Shane Doan that was playing when it was Kachuk and Ronick on the team. The Shane Doan when we were playing Detroit in the playoffs. That Shane Doan with Ronick and Kachuk. Good God. Physical, fast, skilled line with a little bit of an edge to it. That line unbelievable line the second line we all have the same players but I put Ray Whitney and Daniel Briere with Rick Tockett because I think Ray Whitney an experienced player at the time I think he would have had the similar work ethic to Rick Tockett I think they would have worked well together and they would have pulled Danny Breer at the time he was a coyote he was a younger player still yep. highly skilled they would have been able to create space for him and he would have been able to have opportunities at the net so I like that line the third line is interesting don't have them out on any D zone draws because we got verbata and Keller on the same line verbata Keller and Hansel verbata was hard for me to have on this roster as a playoff roster verbata is not a proto typical playoff player he's not a grinder along the wall he's not a guy that that you think of is going to win those corner battles but he can score and somebody's gonna have to put the puck in the net so I put these two guys together and if it doesn't work, you're going to put some some meat in there. And and Hansel, if you're going to have Rabat in your lineup, he's got to play with Marty Hansel. The, the best he ever played in his career was with Marty Hansel. Marty Hansel, when he was healthy, was on the verge of being a— outstanding sentiment in this league. I don't think people realize how good he was. He just never could get over his back injuries. He could get the puck. He was tough in the corners. He could he could play defensive hockey or he could play offensive hockey. And he was a big man. Like, his net front skill and ability was outstanding. You look at the first game against Chicago in 2012. He tips that puck net front after winning the draw. That changes the game. So I I, I think he's he was easy to put on in my fourth line. Again, I wrestled with it. I had Rafi Torres there for a minute. For a minute. But I swapped him out for Mikel Bodker. Mr. OT. OT guy. Again, 200-foot game, not as physical as he'd like for his size, but his speed is second to none. And if you've got a fourth-line guy that can skate and get to the net and can score, I put him with Vermette and Dally Drake. And those who don't remember Dallas Drake was an absolute unique hockey player. He, We talk about the fear of God. Dally Drake didn't have the size of a Rafi Torres. But the mentality, yep. holy played shit! Edge, no Keep doubt. your head up because Dallas Drake's coming. He's coming and he's gonna hit and he's gonna hit to hurt Yeah. He was, he was playoff hockey. Like that's the player you want on the ice as much as you possibly can have him. That bite, that energy. He chirped. He was just that gritty winger you need in your lineup. And then you saw my extras: Torres, Boyd, Gordon. We've talked about. And a funny one I put out there was Bronco Radivojevic, who only uh-huh. played one playoff game as a Coyote because he was still young. He's a guy that was skilled enough that can play up in your lineup, fast enough to play a right side w- winger, could s- play top six or bottom six, worked hard, gritty. And he brought that youth for this group that, that sometimes you need to inject into a playoff to get a little spark. That's why I had Bronco. And there's so many. Kyle Chiptura was a guy that was left off both lists. Craig Janney was left left off both Kyle lists. Chiptura, and Chiptura was a guy that did everything. $900,000 Datsu? I'm, I'm, I tell you what, what a work ethic and made yeah. a difference in in the last game against Chicago to put him through the 2012 series. I think Bronco Radovojevich
2: is on this team just because you like his name. I love. <laughs> I do like saying the name Bronco yeah, Rataboy, that, that is, is A note same. on Mikael Bodker's two overtime goals. As a Blackhawk fan, have you ever seen two such garbage goals? Corey Crawford gave up two Didn't awful even know they goals ran. in OT. Didn't even know they ran. <laughs> they like Mikhail the first one, the only he knew that first one was in.
1: Whoa. And he's jumping up and everybody's like, what? That's horrible. He stopped it. Well, no, he didn't. On the
2: one, he
0: lost the puck. <laughs> it went in. Go Yelts. There we go. That's the <laughs> yeah. forwards. How about Leah's yeah. forwards? Yeah, let's pull out Leah's list back up and I can run through those real quick. Um So, yeah, the first line is the same as they're all unanimous. At the same Kachuk, Roenick, Doan. Um, and then uh, this one, I don't think you had on either of your lists. Um, no, Adislav, make Nagy. I thought about Nagy. it too. Yeah, like, Laddie was good for a couple years,
1: man. You know what? He he was a guy offensively gifted, kind of like Verbata was to Hansel, he was to Michael Hansus. The two of them came over together yep. from St. Louis, they played together. Um, I tell you what, Ladislav Nagy was a really good offensive left winger. He was a really good player. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Yep. He, he broke his wrist, severely broke his wrist at the end of the season one year, and he just never came back to be that player that he was before. And that's too bad
2: because he was a better player than people probably gave him credit for. Yeah, Shane will rave. Shane Don will rave about him, how he, good he was for a couple seasons there. Was Does Ladislav Nagy fit in playoff hockey, in your opinion?
1: I don't know. Yeah. And I don't think I had a fair test. And you, you, you liken him maybe not quite as skilled as, as Tarasenko, but that kind of a player where you just don't know what you're going to get. That yeah. sometimes they say, well, like maybe Eastern European guy, maybe a little disinterested. I thought Laddie could dig in. I thought he could. And yeah. I think when he played with Hansus, even more so, because yeah. Hansus was the quiet one of the group, but he worked hard. And I think... He forced Ladislav Nagy to be better and do things the right way. So I think if you're going to have Ladislav Nagy
0: on your team, you're better have Hansus on your team too. Okay, and he is on a line with Danny Briere, Go Sabers, um, Redeemer <laughs> Revada, and then third line Ray Whitney, Martin Hansel, and Clayton Keller, and then on a line, Booker, Antoine Vermette, and Toc. So um, I think we have a lot of the same players. We do. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the right people. What was her extras? Uh, oh, she had the new guys. Lawson Kraus, Christian Dvorak, Boyd Gordon.
1: See, I think Kraus would be a really good playoff player. And, and I guess I went skewed a little older on my list. She's right. He's the next guy up, especially in this group. Christian Dvorak's the guy you have on two reasons. One, faceoff guy, yep. which would be great. And two, if shootouts were in the playoffs, you'd have to have them on your team. But they are not.
2: Boyd Gordon, Antoine, Vermette, also great face. Great face,
1: and you have to have penalty killers. And I think, I think, Craig, I have to say this. I think we had a good mix of forwards. I yep. think that's a
0: good. Uh, I'll go into the playoffs with that team yep. all day long. Yep. Yeah. Sadly, you cannot see these teams in the playoffs. You can't bet on them. You can bet on the uh, the teams that are actually in the NHL playoffs right now um and you can bet on the teams that are in the nba playoffs including the phoenix suns um because the nba playoff action is non-stop at drafting sportsbook an official sports winning partner of the nba this week new customers can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get 150 dollars in free bets if they do looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the nba playoffs you can do that with same game parlays whether you're new or old um i like cooking up some same game parlays have not been hitting on them recently Um, But that is neither here nor there. What I have been hitting on, though, is my DraftKings Sportsbook Picks of the Week. Um, I usually do have an NBA. I'm going to venture into the NHL. I went two for two on my NHL picks yesterday. I picked all favorite puck lines. Obviously, the Flames and the Avalanche did not pull through in that regard. Um, But it is what it is. Um, My DraftKings Pick of the Week, I've been kind of going back and forth on this. I'm going to take it because of... It is because it is plus money. I'm going to go Toronto puck or Toronto money line at plus 100. I'm staying away from puck lines. I just feel like the series is just going to keep going back and forth. um, And each team is just going to kind of respond to what happens in the last game. Plus, I feel like in any given night, Austin Matthews can go crazy. And then if that happens, they're going to be hard to beat. So I'm going Toronto puck line as my DraftKings. Sportsbook pick of the week. Um, But if you want to tail me on that or, like I said, if you want to bet on any of the NBA action – do it on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX to bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 plus, Arizona only. Gambling problems, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Want to get into defense now? Let's roll over to the defense. Yeah, and I think
1: when, when we talk about defense, I'll go first. And I think that for me, I had three locks. Three guys, automatic, they're in. Teppo Newman in Ring of Honor, right-hand shot, leader, captain. Both ends of the ice, can defend, can kill penalties, can do literally everything. Has to be on there. Keith Yandel, all-time leading scorer in the playoffs for the Coyotes as a defenseman. And Oliver ekman Larson. <clears throat> Those three were automatics for me. Now it's filling out who the hell plays with them. And that was hard. It took me a long time to come up with the fill-in pieces. So with Teppo Newman, I wanted to give him somebody that could also handle the puck well, someone that could also skate but had a little bit of an edge, somebody that could push guys around the front of the net, some guy that competed and could get angry. So i went with Ed Jovanoski, somebody at the time had been playoff tested with Florida. I made him uh, partner with Teppo Newman. Yandel's partner, maybe some people might not have this guy in their top six in this list. I... Put him with Derek Morris because he played his best hockey in the playoffs with Derek Morris. And Derek Morris, for the same reasons, could skate, could still move the puck, might actually score once in a while. He got goals in that 2012 playoff, but more so another player, a Western Canadian kid that played with an edge. And you you want to you want to play tough in front of the net? Derek Morris might not have the size of an edge Jovanoski, but Derek Morris can play tough in front of the net. And so I think he gave a little bit of a jam to that defensive core. And with Oliver Ekman Larson, this one I struggled with because I went with three different guys. I had Jürke Lumi, I had Nicholas Yalmerson, and I had Zibenik McCulloch. And I sat there and I go, who is going to be his partner? And I tell you what, I ended with Zibenik McCulloch because I wanted the right-left matchup. Rick Tuckett always talks about the righty-lefty, and I think Z as a right-handed shot helped that. I think Nicholas Yalmerson, if we had had the Nicholas Yalmerson in Chicago, automatically would have been here. Not saying he still didn't have it and didn't have to compete and block shots, but that's why he did not make that list where I think Z did. Z, as a penalty killer to me, second to none in the sacrificing of his body that he did to block shots. And I know if it's a 16-game playoff series, he's playing all 16 games. Broken foot, broken hand, he's playing. So that's why I had him and my two leftovers, Yerke Lume who could literally do it all, offensive, defensive, really good on the defensive side of the puck. For his size, played much bigger than he was. Great stick. And in today's game of speed, being able to defend, I thought he'd be great. And I put Adrian coin out there because, again, when he was the closer, he could score. He scores the assist on the game-winning goal in the first overtime in 2012. Can compete, was a leader and a veteran guy, and that's my defensive core.
0: Thank you.
2: Craig? Let's pop mine up. We again, we're we're talking about the same names. It's just different combinations. I went with all skill, wow. but I still trust Teppo's uh, defensive sense uh, to protect Oliver eggman Larsen. But I went with a really skilled top pairing to try and match with uh, get on the ice as much as possible with Kachuk, Ronick and Shane Doan. I love. Love the idea of those five guys on the ice at the same time. With Yans, I did go with Yalmerson because I am a little biased toward Nick Yalmerson. I watched him in Chicago as well. And if you looked at his defensive stats, the first couple seasons with the Coyotes, they were ridiculously dominant. Like analytics guys loved Nick Yalmerson because of the way he defended shot suppression. All the things that you measure defensively, he was off. The charts. This guy is the best defensive defenseman I have watched in my lifetime. He's that good. He dominated on that side of the puck, and he is an unsung hero for all those Blackhawk teams at One cups. I thought he was fantastic early on here as well. So he's my guy protecting Yandel, you know, who Shane Doden calls the riverboat gambler. It takes a lot of risk. High risk, high reward with Keith Yandel. My third pair, I went with a couple of solid veterans. I went with Jovo and the closer, Adrian Acoyne, the right shot, and I've got Yurke Lume among my extras and Derek Morris as well. So, pretty much the same guys. So it's the we're same guys. Yeah. And Just again,
1: different roles. If you're going to win in the playoffs, you need to be deep at defense. You better be physical on defense and you better be able to skate because you watch these playoffs right now. The teams that have defensemen that can skate
0: and add to the offensive side of the puck are the teams that are winning. Yep. All right. And then we could throw up Leah's list. Um, slightly different, but like you said, a lot of the same names OEL, Teppo Newmanen. Um, then Keith Yandel and Derek Morris. And then.
1: Oh, look at her. The, the only different name she threw out there is Alex Goligoski, was the only one that wasn't on any of our lists. But again, you talk about a guy that when he was here, veteran, steady defensively, also can move the puck, can be on your second power play unit, plays a lot of roles. And I think it's important in the playoffs for your extras, especially yeah. to be able to play multiple roles and have a wider variety of skill set and i think alex Goligoski
2: does that, we saw right? the influence he had of jacob chikrin too right? 100 take him away and take some of the god, veterans with now
1: don't you want to play playoff hockey <laughs> like yeah, if, if you were a coach throwing this lineup on the ice oh my god yes yes please and every time the Kyries got close to this shit that that you go to 97 to 2000 those team, guys were getting hurt yeah like a tempo breaks his foot and you go, oh, like right. what if? We're so close. Jeremy
2: Roenick with the jaw.
1: Jeremy Roenick with the jaw. You're like, oh, yeah. my God. Shane just Dome stay with healthy. the shoulder in
2: 2010. It's
1: Trying to just, just get to a puck right. that he shouldn't have gone yeah. in the yeah. race for, Shane. Don't chase the puck down.
2: <laughs> <sighs>
1: um, that was the best playoffs he was had. That That's the best playoffs it. of his career. He was a beast in he those was. playoffs. He was a
2: wrecking ball. Unbelievable.
1: Physical. Could get to the net. He was offensively... He was the best player on either team against the Detroit Weddings in that playoffs. He goes for a puck, clearly covered by the goaltender, and it is just that extra effort. He goes for it, trips over the goalie, into the boards. Yeah, he's and done. he's trying to
2: avoid him, too. So and just Put
0: him off and... Sorry. Rant. Brutal. <laughs> just brutal. Um, if you want to throw Leah's picks back up, I'll go straight into her... Uh, goalies? Goalies, yeah. So, like um, Petey said, Goligoski and Zabinik Mikulek on the... Taxi squad. And then that final goal, uh, D-line is Ed, Ed Jovanovsky. Jovanovsky, did I say that? Right? Got it, yeah. And then yeah. Adrian Coyne. Adriana Coyne, yeah. Um, but her, her goalies, goalies. Um, Mike Smith, Nikolai Hobby Khab- Hobby Bullen, yep. Yep. Hobby Habibulin. Yep. And then Sean Burke as her taxi squad. Um, kind of sad that me, as an e-bug, is not on that you list, didn't get on the list. It is what it is. I don't to have PD's much playoff. I, I do
1: have to think, there was a time, because I was thinking about this list late last night, there was just a glimmer I thought about Louis Doming as my my (laughs) E-Bug taxi squad goalie, and then I decided not to do that. My goaltenders, same three guys. It's the same three guys for me, and you know what? That list could have included Curtis Joseph. It could have had Ilya Brzgalov. There are so many good goalies that could have been on that list. You could have included Dubnik in his time here, Darcy Kemper in his time here. But for me, the starting goalie for me for this group, and I think it comes down to who's the starting goalie, this was hard. And people will look back at 2012 and say, you're not there if not for Mike Smith. And you're absolutely 100% right. I just went with Nikolai Habibulin as my starting goalie. If I had to start a playoff game tomorrow with the guys in their primes, Nikolai Habibulin to me ends up going to Tampa Tampa. and winning a cup in Tampa Bay. They'd never lost the series because of Nikolai Habibulin during those times. You look at the one time they got to game seven against the St. Louis Blues. It was 0-0. overtime game seven. What else do you want a goalie to do? Yeah. And he was going against Grant Fear at the time. So younger, he was younger at the time. Nikolai was, he was younger, more athletic, competitive. I went with Nikolai as my starter It is a tough decision. It's a coin toss. So if you have to pull one, you got Mike Smith coming in relief. And I also went with Sean Burke, who ex- when he was here, experienced, changed the style of play to be able to play into his later years. Um, I think some of the best hockey Sean Burke ever played was here as a Coyote. So I add him as my number three.
2: All right. We could talk about mine too. We, we just went in opposite directions. I, For me, the playoff goalie was the guy who just elevated it to another level and not didn't just not lose series. He literally won, won. series for the Blackhawks yep. against the Blackhawks. He won that series. I didn't think he had to win the series against Nashville, but he was equally dominant in that series. So what I went with Mike Smith as my starting goalie, but Hobby Balloon's there in reserve if he struggles. If we get the Mike Smith that we see sometimes now, can turn to Nicky. Hopefully he's not out in the back alley chain smoking and you can put him in net. Yeah. Wow did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> A different game back then, Greg. Different <laughs> yes. game. Yes it was. And for my extra goalie, I actually went with Darcy Kemper because I remember that Colorado series that it was, it was him against the Avalanche, yeah. and he was spectacular early on in that series. Schoenberg actually does not have great playoff numbers. I was looking at those, so I didn't uh, put him on my roster. But we've, we've done everything else, right? Yeah, so I've, I, I can throw in my bonus addition, that nobody yeah. else did because yeah. I didn't I didn't know I was there was more, Craig. I, I know. I purposely left assignment. you out. I decided to choose a coaching staff for the all-time Coyotes playoff team as well. Wow, My head coach is Dave Tippett, the guy who had the most success here in – one two playoff series, went to the Western Cup. I don't think anybody would argue with that. My assistant coaches, I've got Jim Schoenfeld, to uh, keep the officials honest. Wow. Talk about donuts, yep. things yep. like that. And then I went with Alfie Samuelson. I wanted a tough wow. guy on the bench, you know, to Just to work with case. D. Yep. So those are my my three coaches. I've got Sean Burke as my goalie coach. Oh, wow. So Burke is still making an appearance in, in your list. I mean, when you look at the guys that he helped turn around – in this franchise, he he did great work yep. with guys like you mentioned Dillian Briskolov and Mike Smith. He he did phenomenal work as and a goal Devin coach. And, and Devin Dunick and Yeah, a lot they, they go on and on. Yeah. But I have one more coach on my list. I have a video coach on my list. <laughs> and it's, it's I Steve Peters. Who. Don't of course. fuck this up, Craig. <laughs> Steve Peters has my video coach on the all time wow. playoff team, and that's my full roster. Thanks, Craig. There it Thanks, is. Thanks, Craig.
1: I'm <laughs> the all time winningest playoff video coach in Coyote history.
0: Good luck with that, Hunter. You got a ways to go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um I'll, I'll put wow. Craig as my beat reporter on my team. I will too. Um, Craig. <laughs> um but PD not only is an experienced video coach, but he could potentially have a second career as a go kart driver. Wow. Well yeah, that's segue. Do we have yeah. actual footage? We don't have footage, but we have pictures. We have stills. Um, we uh, yes. as a as a company we went to Octane Raceway yesterday. Um, did a little go karting, and PD came in third. third, 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 third. Our our producer Jacob behind the behind the Mac came in second, and then former professional athlete Frank um, Sanders came in first. Um, but we, <laughs> we <brilliant>. I will <laughs> say <laughs> this: what a qualifier!
1: <laughs> what a blast! Yeah, it was a lot unbelievable of fun. time. From the kids, and we, I work with kids, Let's not kids, they're 20-year-olds here, so it was from 20s to 50s, everybody had a good time, Yeah, I haven't done go-kart racing since I was much, much younger,
2: tell you what, they're a hell of a lot faster than they used to be, yeah, yeah. those I, are cool cars too, I love doing wow. that, type. I had to leave early yesterday, because of course I had to pick up my children from school, so I didn't get to take part in that part of the day, I was only there for the work portion, but it looked like a blast for you guys, Did
1: you didn't drive? No, I didn't get to drive, buddy, I'm telling you, so you, uh, I- the, I will, we'll talk about this for me a little bit too much, but it's a, it's a first of all, it's a really cool track. Yeah. Like your hair, pin turns, you got some straightaways where you get start
0: inside. Buzzing. You go outside at one point.
1: It's you're cool, buzzing. Yeah. yeah, you're outside. It's a really cool track. So that part's really cool. But you start off, they have controls of the car on how fast they go from their computer at, at the front. So you start off and you go, okay, well, this isn't that fast. You're like, eh, eh. Well, it's the caution lap Yeah. And when the green goes, all of a sudden your cars can go and you're like, Whoa, Like, (laughs) well, PD was not ready for that. I I went in there and I know this is a big surprise for people that listen regularly. I'm not really good with fun. I don't like fun. (laughs) I'm not signing up for fun. Like I looked at this and go, eh, like, no, can I just sit and watch buddy? It was money. And I'm telling you how fast these things got going. I had a blast. I'm already thinking of, uh, my son and I are planning a date to go, uh, Go back to Octane. And, it's probably and, pretty close to you, right? Yeah, it's really close. It's in Scottsdale, not far. It's close to Talking Stick. Yep. It's close to the ballpark there, where the Diamondbacks have their spring training. It's right off the 101 in in Scottsdale. It's, I tell you what, there's a lot going on at Octane, and I I'm not kidding. I'm going back. Although it's more physically demanding than I was anticipating for a 54 year old <laughs> man. I, I woke back. up this morning going, ah, there's some. <laughs> well, you're flying into these corners, and your body, right? It's uh, they're fast. I'm they're telling fast. you, they're fast. They're anyway, fast. it
0: was a great time. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really good. I love going fast a little bit. But they, I mean, they have like VR experience. You could do. That. They have an arcade. They have axe throwing there, and then right next door they have Maverick. Wait, and... They have axe throwing. Yeah, they you didn't see the axe throwing? Yeah. No, it was off in the
1: corner. Axe throwing, bowling. Yeah. You name it, they yeah. have
0: laser tag. It is. It was one hell of a time. I'm not doing axe throwing either.
2: I might have to do some axe
0: throwing, actually. Yeah, I've only done They had a bar. They had a bar. Uh, they did have a bar. They did have a um, bar. Um, Yay.
2: They definitely <laughs> had a bar. I saw a lot of people at the bar just yeah, saying. Of course. <laughs> well, it's um, PHNX <laughs> figured out. Right?
0: <laughs> um, but it, it was a lot of fun. It was made more fun by the people we were with um, being – part of the phnx family and you may not be able to go go go-karting with us but you can join the phnx family by going to gophnx.com and getting a membership um get um join our members only discord that we're in sometimes just talking about whatever talk about hockey talk about stuff we have we did our our playoff pool or playoff bracket challenge sent that in the discord um we do stuff like that so it's it's a lot of fun you can join um, like I said, at gophnx.com, um, get a membership. You unlock a, a world of of literally the best Phoenix, Arizona sports coverage. That you can find, Craig is always writing good stories, literally breaking our website sometimes, breaking Ah. news about the arena and the Coyotes and stuff like that. But obviously the Suns are in the middle of their playoff run. Gerald is at literally every game, home and away, um, covering what is hopefully going to result in a Larry O'Brien. I know ToeTree is doing a bunch of great stuff for our Sun Devils beat Mike Luke down in Tucson. Um, Obviously got the cards with the the draft that we just had. Um, A lot of fun stuff. So head over to GoPHNX.com. grab a membership. Um, when you do, you can either get a free T shirt like the Josh Doan Homegrown T shirt that I'm wearing right now, or our whoops, wrong side, Cody Coyote shirt. Petey's, got um, one Petey's wearing the, the what do you? Call I don't know. It? Is that the Mosaic? What do we? Mosaic. I think it's technically call called it the, the Mosaic. Dad. Yeah, Craig calls it the Grateful Dead um you can get that or you can get your first month for just 50 cents just for shi- signing up so like i said go to go you can get, get a, a dad hat too oh yeah and you can get a dad hat. we're all wearing we're all wearing phnx <sighs> gear look at that nice. um but yeah go to gophnx.com um get a membership and then go to the go ph or then go to the phnxlocker.com get a t-shirt get a dad hat get a sticker pack like i have here um anything but like i said it's literally the best sports coverage in arizona in my opinion so Head over there and become part of the family. Um, We have a new segment. It's funny that the one time that I'm introducing this segment, I am not actually producing the show. But it is called the producer power play. I'm terrified. The way this is going to work is I am going to bring up a topic. I'm going to go on a power play. And the two of you. See his anxiety level. Really. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> it's gonna be fun, I promise. Um, the two of you will have to kill my power play. So y'all going on a penalty kill. Okay. Um, so no. Gonna... no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's bring up the picture, what this is. This is a cinnamon roll spicy fried chicken sandwich. It is a spicy, a spicy chicken on a cinnamon roll. It is being okay. sold for the first time tomorrow at the Capitals game. For sixteen dollars and fifty nine cents. Wow. So my question to you guys is: A. Would you eat it? B. Would you eat it for seventeen dollars? And C. If you have the time for it, what food item? Like, what would your food item be at? I guess now ASU, um, or in the future, the new, the, the hopefully new Tempe Arena um for a coyotes playoff run like if they got had, had we could pick anything you can make anything okay. you want um but the
2: power play starts now what's on the sandwich other than fried chicken and a cinnamon roll it, is there any condiment on it it I looks hope there's like not a condiment.
0: there is some kind of the answer is yes. mustard maybe, Eat the goddamn a... thing all
1: day long yeah, cinnamon looks... rolls spicy you got spicy you got sweet you got breakfast you got brunch you got lunch all in 100 <laughs> percent in messier than hell which i don't for like 17 dollars anymore. though Once in a lifetime, I'm paying way more than that for the tickets for the playoffs. I'm in. Better enough. I'm in. I don't like messy food at sporting events. I have a feeling that's a shade too messy. The food together, spicy and hot with sweet and gooey. Hell yeah. (laughs) I'm in. Yes, I want that. I'm all in. Matter of fact, I might stop on the way home because I didn't get to eat breakfast. Price, eh, it's a sporting event. That's what you're going to pay, right? And what would I eat at an event? I don't like messy. Like, why is everything goddamn messy? Like, Your hands (laughs) got to get sticky. Now I got to get up and go to the bathroom to get my hands. So I'm a straight up chips and cheese guy. I don't want peppers on it. I don't want salsa on it. I want... (laughs) One minute. Peter's going to kill this penalty
2: all by himself. Yeah. So so Craig, you're up. I'm in. I'm in on this too, because here's the thing. This is not far removed from chicken and waffles for me, right? Fair enough. It's a very similar thing, especially like if you go to a place like Roscoe's where they put like nutmeg or cinnamon in the waffles anyway, you're getting the same effect. I'm cautiously approaching that condiment. I want to know more about yeah, that condiment because I'm that not is. sure a condiment belongs on that sandwich. Fair. But yeah, I'll eat it. I'll spend the money just like Petey because it's a and playoff And we'll buy game. Leah's hers. It's the playoffs. you got to step up. Yeah. If I had to pick something, I hate to say that I'm so much like you in this sense, but I don't like messy either when you're in your seat. So I'm going with donuts, but I'm going with Ooh. a local chain. I'm not going with Timmy's. I'm not going with Dunkin' Donuts. I'm going with Bosa. And if yeah. you haven't been to Bosa, you got to go to Bosa. That's an Arizona donut and it's good stuff. Well, I almost so killed this one delicious. off and
1: we will buy Leah her
0: donut brunch spicy chicken. And just like that, you guys have killed, it killed, killed the first <laughs> ever. That's pretty I'll grab Ner and Brad Richardson here. That's like actually made
1: <laughs> for me so I got like a time frame on my rant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool,
0: cool, cool. Oh. I sound effect. Um, <laughs> love it. I Find it funny, though, that I asked you guys to come up with your own food and you picked literally just tortilla chips and you picked donuts that yeah. already exist. Um, yeah. <laughs> get, I, I thought you guys were going to get a little crazy with the it. assignment. And, but you didn't. But I mean, I feel like it's on missed brand. the assignment. Well, no, I mean, yeah. kind of. But kind also, of. it's on brand for you. Like, yeah. you, you don't want the messy thing. I don't know. I didn't really have an answer for this, um, but I know at the d games, I've had this like poblano cheese steak and it had like poblano peppers oh, on it and cheese, it was so good it was so good it wasn't all that messy they gave you a little dish you get a fork you can scoop up the rest of the, the steak it was, it was oh, it very good one uh, mishap buddy yeah no it splatters all over uh, I have
1: you know say, and that's what i think too like i'm say. thinking oreos with ice cream and cookies and cream and all that. but Ooh. again you're talking
0: it's a mess deep fried yeah. oreos would be a great yeah. stadium
1: food uh, right. if i'm gonna do what i'm doing like deep fried twinkies yeah, like I, I don't eat Twinkies in my real
0: normal life of uh, playoffs. Yeah. Deep fried mac and cheese would also be good. Yes. I love deep amazing. fried mac and cheese. Yeah. And well, there's yeah.
1: no rules. There's no carb rules. There's no, no fat yeah. content
2: rules. Calories you know. don't count when you're at a sporting event. Especially mac in the and cheese is plant. an underrated food because you can do a lot with it. It's yeah. versatile too. Like yeah. it's it's their place, like in Texas barbecue, they, they put, put all burger. kinds of stuff in On mac a dog. And yeah. It's great yeah. stuff. Um, What'd you
0: guys do with the. Would you eat that, by the way? Would you eat that sandwich? Oh, yeah. I love cinnamon rolls. I, too. At the state fair back in New York, or not state fair, county fair back home. Um, they have a donut burger where they just take a glazed donut, cut it in half, and they have a burger with cheese, bacon, all like lettuce, tomato, and maple syrup. It is so good. Wow. It is. I love the, the sweet and savory combo. Sounds like it dinner is. tonight. Chef's yes. kiss. Um, <laughs> Leah wanted to go full pasta bar, which you want to talk about messy yeah. at a sporting event. Seems like that would be That's work. hectic. And yeah. also how does a pasta bar work? Like you, yeah, like you got... Fifteen thousand people. Thank going you. Through a that's pasta that's bar, where Buffet. buffet. buffet is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah especially like, at a sporting, sporting event. Santic. You got drunk people spitting all over your
2: food. No, you I, got kids. You got. You got. God knows what's in that pasta. Good thing no Leah way. wasn't
0: here because that was a definitely. Yeah, that, that would be a failed penalty kill. Um, if she's bringing up a pasta bar. Um, <laughs> sorry, but, Leah. See what happens when you're not here. <laughs> you just get
2: crushed. Well, I think we survived it without her today, though. Yeah, days, I know. Right? I think I did we it. muscled
0: through. Uh, oh, they serve you? Oh, oh, maybe. Still, I mean, maybe. Still but messy. still, I you're eating a, a pasta at a sporting event. Yeah. That seems like, especially if you're. Think about it, you're at a Coyotes game wearing the white kachina, and then yeah. all of a sudden you got pasta sauce sp- splattering yeah. all over it. Yeah.
2: That seems like a Red miss. sauce would be a nightmare. Yeah. Right? yeah. Sorry, Leo. At the white out for the Coyotes. You got red sauce all over you. Yeah. Unless okay.
0: you, I mean, unless they're okay. going strictly Alfredo sauce, then maybe yeah. it'll work. I don't know. <laughs> but then, then it defeats the point of a pasta bar. You don't have a whole lot of choices. But. Anyways, I think I did a, a semi decent job as awesome. the e-bug. You did great. Um, you know, I we I, miss you though, Leah. And anyway, we're gonna roll out the proof of our play. Yeah regularly. That's gonna be now, a, right? a regular a regular like thing. Um yeah, Leo will be back. So I had my once in a lifetime e-bug performance, let in no goals, but I don't think you want me being the, the starting goalie by any means. Um but so yeah, Leah, like we said, is day to day with an upper body injury. Should be back on Monday um but i think that's all we have any any last no i'm good just we, along
1: with the theme of the show tune in to playoff hockey it's been yeah. fantastic you'd never know who's going to win um i tell you what colorado had to go to overtime that everybody said they were going to roll so that series maybe performance well. unbelievable um it's fun to watch so let, let's let's tune up tune in and get ready for the cavities to make their run in a few years
2: yeah I'm just happy you went easy on us with the first producer power play. Yeah,
0: I okay. don't. I was terrified, actually. I thought it was going to be <laughs> trivia and I'd just fail miserably. <laughs> don't, don't, um, don't get too comfortable. I'll say that much. <laughs> I, I, there it is. didn't have a whole lot of time. I, you know, I got thrown thrust into the, 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 the starting role today. So I wasn't completely prepared. But once I have a little bit of time to plan, trust it'll get a little more difficult. I won't, all the penalty kills won't be that easy. Um, but I think that's about it for the, um, for the show today. Like I said, Leah will be back on Monday, um, again at 11 a.m. with another um, episode of the PHNX Coyote show. Um, but that is all we have for today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Tune in to the PHNX Sun Devil show at 1 p.m. Um, tune in to the You know what? Stick on the YouTube. Watch PHNX bets in 10 minutes um, and then Sun Devils on at 1. Just spend all day on our YouTube.
1: We'll be back Monday and we got the ping pong ball show on Tuesday.
0: Yeah. Draft Lottery on Tuesday. Draft Lottery Tuesday. Bring the champagne or not. Bring the champagne either to celebrate or drown your sorrows. Um, But that's it. And like I said, we'll see you on Monday. But for now, peace.